Good morning. It's good to see you here. Visitors, we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're glad that you've come to worship with us today. I uh, just want you to know that this is a special day because we're carrying on with uh, hearing from people in the church. And, and today you get to hear a message from Marty Ellison. And so, Marty, we're, we're excited to hear what you have to say for, to us today. Also, uh, what we have been doing, we've had a lot of testimonies, a lot of time to hear from the congregation, uh, have, a, have a lot that's happened in our church, opening up the new building and, and many exciting things. Uh, what about the future? What's going to happen in the future? Well, next Sunday is Vision Sunday, and we'll be talking about 2020. So I uh, would not only encourage you to come, but invite others to come as well. It's, that's a very, very significant Sunday for us as uh, we look at at the future of what, what uh, vi the vision holds. Also, as you, as you look, you can see um, in, the, in the bulletin different things that are coming up. We have a, uh, uh, an opportunity to invite, seems like the world, into our, uh, into our facility on Halloween night. It's called Trunk or Treat. And there will literally be over 600 people here, probably close to 700 or more. With the new building, we're not sure how many will be here. But this is a way to, to truly have a, a, a safe, positive, and Christ-centered event for people of, of the area to come and be a part of on, ha on Halloween night. So uh, if you look in the bulletin, you'll see that there is a, a place there that you can uh, our little slip that you can actually let us know. We need a lot of volunteers. You can let us know uh, if you're able to serve and when you'll be able to serve. So uh, if you could fill that out and, and put it in the offering plate as it goes by, I'd really appreciate it. Also, the attendance slip there, uh, please be sure to fill that out as well. Other things that are, that are happening, as you can see, um, and you can take those home and, and uh, look at them, uh, at, at your leisure, but but right now I just want you to know where this is this is an important time to be together This is a, a time once again that the the, the, the the body of Christ the family of faith does its work to honor God and to experience God And so we come together in in worship and as we begin our worship time I just would invite you all to stand and greet each other in the name of Jesus Christ and get ready to worship all come together and worship before the Lord this morning. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to Just as you are, the word. 
surrender our lives. We give you this time to worship and praise you. Willingly our knee will bow to the, to the God of the ages. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now, this morning. Lord, you are awesome. You give life. You give love. You bring light into the darkness. We just thank you for your presence in this place.
this morning, Lord. We will give life. You give love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath, Lord.
grandkids and all my kids to Corn Crib Nursery. Parents, you got to go there. That is the most fun place ever. It was a beautiful fall day and everybody was exhausted by the time they got to my house, which meant they still jumped on the couch. So you know what? Kids don't ever run out of energy. We are going to hear a message from Mr. Marty today. How many of you know Mr. Marty? Lots of you. Mr. Marty, raise your hand. <laughs> All right, we're anxious to hear that. But he's going to talk about a scripture today, and the scripture is in 2 Timothy 1.7. Awesome. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, that means fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So what we're going to talk about is the power of God. Can we do that? Okay, so put your listening ears on for a minute. We're going to play a little game of truth or, true or false, okay? Can you answer some questions for me? So when we look outside and we see the power of God, we see that the leaves are turning different colors. Can, can you do that, Jake? Can you, no. Can you do that, Parker? No, only God can do that, right. So if I said God's power can change the color of leaves like that, you would say it was true or false? 
Really good job. Okay. One of the other things of uh, creation, you know, God created everything. And I looked some of these up on uh, Google search. The temperature of a bolt of lightning is 50,000 degrees. Could that be true or false? What do you think? It's true, 50,000 degrees. Like when you want to go swimming in the swimming pool, it's got to be about 85 out. This is 50,000. How about this one? Miss Steph builds houses. True or false? False, okay. The world's strongest man pulled a real plane, a jet plane. Is that true or false? The world's strongest man, he could do that. Anybody else? True or false? True, very true. A cheetah can run up to 70 miles an hour. Very true, yes. Pastor Roger could jump up and touch that top of the cross. False. <laughs> True or false, you read a lot about God's power in the Bible, don't you? You do. Yeah, we read stories. We're in the book of Moses, and, and God's doing some powerful work with the people, aren't they? So what I want to ask you now is, I have this ball. Do you think if I took this piece of paper, I could move this ball from point to point? You think I could do that? How's that happen? Do you think I could move it from point A to point B? Should we try it? You can't see it. No, you can't see it. Can't trick you at all. Isn't that cool? But the, what I want you to understand is sometimes the power, we can't see what God is doing behind the scenes, can't we? We don't know the power that God, what he's doing in our lives in, in tough situations and things that are going well. But we've got the power, just like the scripture says. He gives us the power in his love. And how do we find those? Now, how did I get these tools? Where, how did I know? I went to the store, and I thought, that'd be pretty cool. But your tools, in order to know God's power, is what? Right here, right? And the more you come to church and listen to people that speak and read your Bible, the more you're going to know God's power. God's power is for all of us. Amen? Amen. Let's say a little prayer. Heavenly Father, we just praise you for the children and families and everyone here today. I ask for blessings upon them and safety wherever they travel. In Jesus' name, amen. As kids are going off to Children's Church, just remember that a part of our worship is giving back to God what he has given to us. And so we pray for our tithes and offerings as we get ready to receive this offering. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've given to us, how you've blessed us through our lives. And we know that all that we have was given to us by you. 
So now we return our tithes and offerings to you. And Lord, we ask that you use them to further your kingdom work here in this world. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.
here to honor you and to experience you. So we sing your praises. We lift up our hearts to you. We come to lay down our lives at your cross, Lord. We've, we've all come from different journeys, different things that have happened this week. But we come and bring it all to you our praises, our concerns, our needs. We lift them up to you right now. And Lord, we know that, that you have placed on our hearts people who need your direction, your, your presence, your healing touch, whatever it might be. And to partner with you and with the body of, of Christ here, this family of faith, we we lift those names to you right now. Oh, Lord, hear all of these spoken prayers and the, the ones that have been spoken in our hearts. And, Lord, we know that you are answering these prayers as we pray them in the wisest ways. And hear us now as, as your people, Lord, as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass up again. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
glory forever. Amen. Before we have Marty come up and, and uh, give the message, I just want to say that my, my life is richer because I call Marty a friend and also a brother in Christ. And I can say this because he makes a difference in my life. But not only me, he, he makes a difference in the life of his family and his students and his friends. Actually, everyone who comes in contact with Marty, he makes a difference in their life. And because of that, I, I, I think that one of the best descriptions for Marty is that he truly is a contagious Christian. So Christ Church, please welcome Marty as he comes forward. Thank you, Pastor. Wouldn't be half the man I am without you. That's the truth. God bless you. Put this over here. Should have had Kyle come pick this up. It's heavy. Christ Church, great to be with you guys today. You know what today is? Today is a great day. It's a great day to be with you guys today. You know, I sit here, I, sitting there, and I've got my family, got friends, um, looking at young people that are here. Brandy comes back from college, not because of me, she was back, but thanks, Brandy, for sticking around a little bit longer. You know, today is a great day, Christ Church. And here's what you got to do you got to participate. I'm a teacher by background. If you're a visitor here today, come back next Sunday, you'll hear a good sermon by our pastor, okay? So. I'm going to do the best I can today. I am excited to be here today. I am excited. Why? Because I love God. I love God. I tell, let me tell you again. I love God. I love God because of what he's done in my life. This last week, I was a wreck. I was an absolute wreck. I had bad days. I put my family through heck. Putting it nicely. I was a bear to be around. Satan didn't want me to stand here on Sunday and give you this message. He kept telling me that I was a failure. He kept telling me, you're not good enough. You're not, uh, you're not muscular enough. You're not this. You're not that. He fed me with so many lines of lies. But what did I do? I believed him. To be honest with you. For the most part, I believed him. I thought, well, I'm no good. Wrecking a relationship. I was not very nice to my daughter. I was now, you know, different times. And, and throughout the week, I was a wreck. But then I turned to prayer and I said, God, show me the light. Show me a way that I can give this message about how to be a courageous Christian today. And what did he do? Put Dan Shiles in my life. Dan, will you just raise your hand real quick, please? Dan is a good friend of mine. And I turned to Dan and I said, Dan... How do I give this message? And Dan prayed for me. Lori, his beautiful bride, has prayed for me, as well as a lot of you. My family being here today has prayed for me. I, I just can't thank you guys enough. So here's what I need you guys to do. Because I am a teacher, and, you know, I believe in interaction. So just a little bit, okay? I'm not going to make you guys totally uncomfortable. But you need to understand something. God loves you so much. You realize that? Raise your hand if you realize that. Okay, not everybody's hand went up, so we got to do this activity. So we're going to start over here. Be 
your right side, my left side, I'm directionally challenged, more challenged than anything. <clears throat> and I want you to look to the person next to you, and I want you to look in their eyes, and I want you to tell them the, this right here. God loves you. Spread it now. When you get to the end of the row, spread it across to some stranger. You don't even know who they are. Pastor, God loves you. All right, now wait a minute. These guys over here are like, well, that's great. I, okay, now we're going to go back this way. So ready? One, two, three, go. God loves you this way. All right, I'm not going to ask you how many you didn't do it. That's okay. It's all good. All right. All right. Let's uh, open up in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, you've taken a sinful man. You've taken a broken person. And you continue to put me back together. Lord, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to give this message today. But this isn't about me. If you know, anyone knows, this isn't about me. I'm so in love with you, God. I ask you to be with this, these words that we sing today, that we say today. Thank you for our pastor who stands in the word of God. Thank you for our congregation who doesn't judge me. Lord, thank you for my friends and family that are here today. In your name, amen. So today we're going to talk about, first of all, um, we're going to look at 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 7. For the Spirit of God gave us to do not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Paul sees timidity, that was a hard word for me even to pronounce, timidity that is in Timothy. Timothy knows the fear he sometimes feels, God wants, now here's the thing, we got to understand this too. Not only does God say this to Timothy, but the Paul said this to Timothy as well. But God wants Timothy to know that the fear isn't from the Lord. Understand that, Christ Church. Fear that we have in our lives do not come from the Lord. So we need to realize that and recognize that today. Here's what God does. God has given us the spirit to overcome that fear. Amen? Fear and timidity will keep you and I, both of us, from using the gifts that God has given us to touch his people in this needy world that we live in. God wants you to take his power, power, his love, and his calm thinking. I don't know about you, but I'm not very calm. And overcome any fear that you have in your life, he wants, to, he wants to take that fear away for you. So some of you have upcoming tests that are coming up right now. Some of you are fearing what the next day is going to look like when you go back to work. Some of you are fearing your health right now. Some of you are fearing how do we pay this next bill. Guess what? God's got it taken care of. As much as I would love to tell you that, I, you know, I know that. I do know that, but have I accepted that? Do I have a challenging time to see that, that God 
has all these fears, all this, all this stuff taken care of before me, it's tough. Because why? I don't know about you guys, but I want to get in the way. I want to take care of it myself. Get out of the way. I've got this. I'm going to take care of it. And God, I have a feeling just sitting up there in heaven chuckling, going, okay, Ellison, we're going to figure it out. You need me. Right? <clears throat> so I want to share a couple stories with you today. Actually, before I go there, I want to say different times in my life I've been fearful to share my faith. I've been scared to share my faith. I'm going to give you an example of that. The example is, is Burger King in East Moline. I used to drop my daughter off. Now she's done with driver's ed. Drop her off at the high school so she could do her driver's ed, her driving portion. I'd go over to Burger King, get us our breakfast, and head to school. Three different times, God said, when I'm going through the drive-thru, find out the person's name that is, that's helping you, serving you, and ask him how you can pray for him. Three times. First time, I'm like, yeah, I'm tired, God. I don't really have it in me today. I can't do this. So I go up there, meet this nice lady. Her name's Crystal. Pay her, thank you for my food, and I take off. And I leave. A little bit later, so we did this a couple days a week. So next time I went to Burger King, I hear this. If Crystal's at the window, pray for her. This is kind of going through my mind, right? Get up to the window the second time. Hi, Crystal. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Take my food. I go to school. Third time, had to be different. I was scared to share, just to ask her how I could pray for her. You know, I go on Facebook Live and um, almost every day and try to give some encouragement to people. But here's the thing. I'm scared. I had some fear and intrepidation in my life that I was fearful to share my faith with Crystal. Third time I go to the window and I look at Crystal and I said, hey, Crystal, before I pay you my money, how might I be able to pray for you today? I'm not joking you. She had the biggest smile on her face. And she said, what's your name? I said, I told her who I was. And I said, I'm a teacher at the high school. She asked me if I was a pastor. I said, no. I said, uh, I go, I'm a teacher at the high school. But you know, God's placed it on my heart, Crystal, to pray for you. And she said, just pray that he will bless me today. Now, what I should have done, car was parked, no one behind me, prayed for her right there. I got to the parking lot before I go in like I do each and every morning to pray over our school, to pray over the kids, the champion kids that we have, to pray over our staff, and I pray for Crystal. The next time I seen Crystal, she had a smile on her face, and she said, isn't God a blessing? That wasn't because of me. That's just because I took the fear that I had to share my faith and witness to, to somebody, and I shared it with her. What she does with it, I'm hoping she blesses somebody else. <clears throat> so that's a story that, that I think is important for us to realize, is that God, first of all, some of our fear is that we're not good enough. Let's go there. Here's the deal. God doesn't make junk. You're not junk. Some of you here today say, well, you know what? I don't know this Bible front hand and back hand. Guess what? Nor do I. But, the, but I'll tell you right now, God's going to take care of everything that we need. He's going to provide for us, and no matter what circumstances we have in our life, God's going to take care of that. He's already leaps and bounds. He's already steps ahead of us. We just have to trust him, have some faith in what, what he wants to, uh, to, uh, for us to do in our life. 
Let me share another story with you. This is something I heard a long time by a long time ago by a great pastor leader, John Maxwell. John Maxwell was sharing a story. Now I want you to think of this. We just had Friday night. You don't have to be a football player or be into football, but just kind of go with me on this, all right? So Friday night, football is one of the most favorite times of my life. Okay? So I go to we go, you think I want you to think. <laughs> you, man or woman, doesn't matter. You have shoulder pads on, and you've got the uniform on, and you're on the team. What do they do? you got the great barbecue smell. you got the band playing. Everybody's excited. They're chest bumping and smacking helmets and all this stuff. You go into a football game and watch this. You go down there. You're on the sideline. Everybody's clapping and hooping and hollering. They're excited, right? So here's the story. The story is, is that your team has to return the, the kickoff. Here's the, here's the question. Question is, you're the one that's supposed to be back catching this uh, kickoff return, but you're on the sideline. And so you're on the sideline, you're watching this, go, this, this kickoff, and you're sitting there thinking, I, I can't. What if I screw up? What if, I, what if I, I fumble the football? What if I lose the game? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? How many times have we gone through the life of that? So you're not back there, but someone else is. They get the football, they catch it. They run 25 yards, and they get back, knocked back 20 yards. So I'm not a math person. What is that, five? Five-yard line, right? Coach looks at you and said, where were you at? You were supposed to be out there, but you weren't out there. Had all excuses. Oh, my, my leg hurt, shoulder hurt. You find excuses, right? That's me, okay? So next opportunity you get, you go out on the football field. This time you decide, hey, you know what, i got to face this fear. i got to do this. I don't want this, this coach nagging at me any longer. I'm going. You go. You catch this football. All of a sudden, you've got a person in front of you. His jersey says number one on it. You don't have a clue who he is because I don't know about you guys, but when you put helmets on, unless you know their number, you have no idea who it is. And you're following this one person, and he is knocking everything down in front of him. Everything. Any putty that comes, he just puts his arms out and knocks him down. You make it all the way, uh, you, you return a 99-yard, football field's 100 yards. You return a 99-yard touchdown. The fans go crazy, the band's going nuts, the barbecue smell is still there, and all of a sudden you look at this player and everybody's high-fiving you. You pat this person on the shoulder that's got the number one jersey. He turns around and it's Jesus Christ. And he said, did you ever think that I wouldn't get you to the, to the end zone? And that's how he is in life with us. He'll take those obstacles and block them out of the way. Just knock them down. Get them out of the way. Because that's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares for you. That's how much he wants that relationship with you. You know, growing up, still to this day, I have loving parents. They're here this morning, and I'm blessed to have them here this morning. But I got to tell you a story about a little boy. And this story is, uh, I get tears in my eyes, it's just because I, you know, this little boy and what he went through. There's a little boy in school, when he was in elementary school, he sat across the table from a counselor, from a teacher, from the principal. Sat across the table, and right next to him was who? Who was right there? His rock, his mom. 
in this administration told the little boy, he said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your son has mild retardation. What did the mother do? The mother said, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. My son is smart, intelligent. He's not dumb. He's not retarded. Now, you've got to understand something. Back in this time when the story evolved is that he, there, it was before learning disability and some other interventions, diagnostic stuff that came up. So growing up, he's thinking he's dumb, he's stupid, even though his mom, his, dad, his mom's his rock. His mom cares for him so much that he goes through life and he's like, I don't know what I'm ever going to amount to. He gets to college. He gets a college professor. College professor says to him, young man, you might want to give up education, being a teacher, because I just don't think you have what it takes. So what does he do? He says, this is what I want to do. I want to be a teacher. So the little boy now has grown up and he becomes a teacher. Not only did he become a teacher 21 years later, but he came, went back to college because he had a bride that was so supportive of him. He had a family that was so supportive of him. Because he had a father that would do anything, move mountains for him, or like our Heavenly Father. That story is me. That story is me. My mom looked back at them and said, my son is not dumb, he's not stupid, he's not this, he's intelligent. She believed in me, but I didn't believe in myself. Growing up, I didn't know who Christ was. No fault of theirs. Just didn't know. Didn't know who he was. A friend growing up, his name is Mark Berger. Berger. Mark invited me to church. He took Mark a lot to you know, go back to the word fear again. It took Mark a lot to invite Keith, my other friend, and I to church. And you know what I looked at? I said, <laughs> not going to church, man. Church? Are you serious? Hey, meet us in the church yard across from my house. We'll play football at noon. That's exactly what I told him. He kept encouraging, kept inviting, and I kept saying no. But here's where this goes. Age 19. What we'll do for women, I don't know. <laughs> Those of you who are married, what you'll do for your wife, right? So I fall in love with this uh, young lady <clears throat> from Kiwani, Illinois, the hog capital of the world. What does she do? What do you think she does? Hey, you want to go to church? <laughs> oh, and I'm thinking, man, I can think, because I gave Mark all the excuses growing up, right? I'm thinking, I can give her all these excuses, right? I give her all these excuses. Okay, I'll go. But my words were this. I will go, but I can't promise you I'm coming back. True. True story. So we go to church. We're sitting in a church. We got people in front of us. They don't talk to us, unlike this church. 
there's nobody behind us because I wanted an exit right out of there if I had to get out of there, go to the bathroom or whatever excuse I had. I'm looking out the window. And I'm thinking, man, I could be doing this, 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 and this, right? All these things. And all of a sudden, I hear, the, this, I hear this voice, and it says, welcome home. All right. <laughs> They're not talking to us in front of us. She's singing to, uh, I didn't even know what hymn and page and all the hymnal book was, how to even work it. So, blew it off. Look out the window again. Welcome home. Second time. Thought, okay, this is crazy. So I nudged her and I said, hey, did you say something to me? Did you say something to me? No. They didn't either. So the service gets over. I stand up, walk out. And I'm thinking, I have one question for you, Pastor. One question. I walk out, shake the hand of the pastor, who's still a dear friend of ours today, shake his hand, and I said, Pastor, I have one question for you. And he, we're eyeball to eyeball. And I said, I heard this voice in church today. He's got this smile on his face. And uh, he goes... Okay, And I said, the voice spoke to me twice and told me, welcome home. He's got it. Now we're shaking hands. He holds my hand. He grips it harder, looks me dead in the eye, and he says, isn't God great? From that point on, I walked out of that building, walked out of the church, looked at my bride, girlfriend at the time, and I said, do we have to wait till Sunday? Is there anything before now and Sunday? Because I'm now you got this God person's got me intrigued. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I gotta I gotta experience who He is. And uh, that was the beginning. The foundation was laid right there. And I'm still on that. I'm still on the pursuit. I want to know who God is more and more each day. I want to know. Why he would take me and do great th- and, and just continue to bless me each day when I certainly didn't deserve it. You know, I can put on a great, uh, a great facade, if you will, and, and let you think that life is just going hunky-dory, great, wonderful, terrific, and inside I'm dying at different places. But you know what? That's because I wasn't facing fear. That's because I didn't have the courage to to talk to people. You know, God is in love with you. We just did that little exercise. He is so in love with you that he doesn't, he wants you to know something. You want to be, he says, he, he tells us, he calls us out. It's great, we're comfortable in here with other believers, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm comfortable. I love this church. One of the best things he did is he said, hey, it's time for you guys to uproot and head to a Methodist church from a Lutheran church. That's where we came from. We are so happy here. I want to speak for my family. I know they are, but I'm telling you, God put us here for a reason. And it was because he loves me, loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And some of you, like I said, some of you guys today, just like me, you got some fears going on in your life. You got some things that you're battling right now that you're trying to battle by yourself. I don't know about you, but just like back to the football analogy, I want to be on God's team. 
because I know who's going to win. Because remember what he did when he put uh, David and Goliath. Here's David up against big Goliath, right? David had one thing that he was for certain of, is he knew that God was going to help him through that situation. What did he do? He knocked out Goliath. He defeated him. Whatever's in your life, you can defeat those Goliaths in your life, those fears, those things that are absolutely hindering you and from you moving forward. I, I got here early. We went to 915 service, held elder, listened to him talk about the word forgiveness. There's some things in my life right now, personally today, i got to get real with, and there's people I need to forgive. There's people in my life that I have to, to reach out my hand and say, will you forgive me as I would to my family and to some of you. Today's a great day. Today is such a great day. I mean, I truly, truly believe that because God is in control. God loves you. As you mentioned earlier, just to touch on a few moments here, I'm sure. Pastor said I had an hour, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you guys not so to an hour, okay? Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we, uh, we face fear, um, we've got we to, you know, a lot of times it's our um, perception, right? Some of the things that we are fearful never come to fruition. They never happen. You know, for me, I went back to college to get my master's degree. I was fearful. I'm thinking, man, I'm not smart enough to do this. Again, here's the devil. Here's the enemy trying to say, hey, forget it. Throw it away. Don't do it, right? As he said, when pastor asked me to speak and come up and do the sermon at 1035, I didn't hesitate. I said, yes. I said, yes, not because I want to hear myself talk. That's how much I'm in love with God. That's how much I want to, I want to partner with you. I want to lock arms with you guys today. I want to get outside of this church, and I want to share Jesus Christ with every single person I come in contact with. And here's the thing. We don't have to thump them over the head with the Bible. We need to, here's three things we need to do. We need to make a friend. We need to make a friend. Find a, someone that you can absolutely be an authentic friend with. Make a friend. Be a friend. And lead that friend to Christ. And when you lead that friend to Christ, it's because you have said, God, I surrender everything to you. I surrender to you. I, I, I want to, it is your will, not mine. Let me get out of the way because I know when I get out of the way and I follow you, I'm getting to the end zone scoring a touchdown and the referee's going like this, and that's heaven. Again, guys, thank you very much for this opportunity today. May God continue to bless each and every one of you. Before I go... Um, this was not uh, planned, but I'm going to do this. I'm not going to call you family up here. Man, these guys are like, well, don't you dare. But I want to just take a, a moment. If you were here last Sunday and heard Jose speak, I wasn't here, but I watched it on Facebook Live. Jose, God is so madly in love with you. You are a blessing, man. <laughs> to see young people. To see young people share their faith. I've seen Davion do it as well on Sunday nights. Here you are, you're hanging out with the boys, and you still share your faith. One of the greatest testimonies I've ever heard from a young, because again, I'm a teacher, I love kids, man. My kids are champions. They are all champions. But the, one of the best testimonies I ever heard in my entire life 
is by a rock star champion young lady. Her name is Brandy LaFontaine. Brandy shared at Fields of Faith last year with us, had me in tears. This girl is a champion, as well as the rest of my, my, my kids and all the kids in here. We gotta lift them up in prayer today. We gotta lift our youth up. We gotta share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you know what, being a contagious Christian means I'm not gonna be scared anymore. I may have some, uh, am I good, you know, you might be thinking, well, I'm not good enough, strong enough, whatever. forget it, get it out of the way, remove it from you, remove it, because let Christ speak through them. Let's pray together. Heavenly gracious Father, I love you. I love you so very much. Lord, as we walk outside of this building today, outside this beautiful church. Let's not let the fire that may be in our belly, in our heart, in our lives, to stop at that door. As we prepare our hearts for our vision for 2020 of our church, let's be open-minded. Let's be open to receive you, to accept you, to bring the hope of Jesus Christ into a broken, needy world. Help us to have the power, the discipline, and the love to share the good news that you have put on our heart. And I hope that every single youth in this church today and every single person here who has an upcoming test, someone that's waiting for results, someone that is sick in need, marriages that are on the brink of divorce, God, I ask that you just put your hedge of protection around them today and that you take every person here that is single and every person here that is young or old and you put your hedge of protection and you put, you put contagious love into them. It's by your Holy Spirit that I thank you, I praise you again for a pastor that stands firm in the foundation of the Word of God and the church that follows his lead and Pastor Joy's lead. Lord, I love you. Amen. 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 Let's all stand together. Jesus is the way.
like all of you just to open up your bulletins to that first page where it says Christ United Methodist Church and right under that has been a question that we have had listed all year long and I would like to say the first line and I would like you as Christ Church to respond with the second line there. So Christ Church, what has Jesus called you to do? That's right. Once again, let's thank Marty for, for his wonderful uh, message. And Marty, if you will, go back uh, and, and greet people. I, I noticed during that song he was out greeting you, several of you who, uh, who came to hear him. I think that's awesome, but I know all of you will want to greet him. So as he's going back there, let me, let me leave you with this challenge that you've heard many times in the past. Now go and share your faith.
with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God and let him save them as he is saving you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen.